0: This is 50 Reasons to Visit Britain. We're your hosts, Joe Donlin
1: and Caitlin Potts. Coming up on today's show, beer festivals in America versus the UK. We compare and contrast.
0: Drink this country's beer and you just may get immortality.
1: Find out what animal I'm freaking out over this time.
0: We're brewing with excitement for Reason 22.
1: and welcome to episode 22 of our 50 reasons to visit britain from crystal travel and tours in boston my name is caitlin and beer is not necessarily my favorite drink if that surprises anyone it shouldn't but
0: <laughs> and i'm joe and beer is not necessarily my one favourite drink.
1: <laughs> During each episode, we will be focusing on a new and exciting reason to travel to Britain.
0: In case you can't already tell, today's reason number twenty-two is British beer. We'll,
1: beer beer ooh. beer. Beer. Lots of beer. So you're beer. not you're
0: not a fan of beer, Caitlin.
1: Okay, so it's like I beer's okay, and I'll have it. But it's definitely not my go to. I'm much more of like a cocktail person. I would go for like a white Russian. That would be like one of my first go tos. Or, or like milk. a spider. What?
0: Vodka milk I said.
1: Pretty much. Yeah. Theater. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah, I don't know. But I but I actually had an IPA last night just for a fifth episode. You
0: did? <laughs> Yeah. was that because you found out what ipa stood for or that it actually stood for something yesterday
1: okay, during well, our buzzfeed quiz partially partially so and it wasn't during our buzzfeed quiz that just happened to be around the same time partially but i went to this really cool bar and i looked at their menu and they had this drink called um like a, a whammy unicorn or something right and and it was an IPA and I was like, oh, this is perfect because I'm going to be talking about IPAs and I had it and it actually wasn't that bad. Really? It really wasn't. Yeah. But my friend who was not a beer drinker, I felt bad because she got a drink and she probably had like two sips and still had to pay for it. And I think hers was also an IPA, but it was, yeah. So good thing she's not hosting this podcast. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I have very nice things to say about beer.
1: She might not. No, no. Yeah, but I'll, I'll tell you more about that as we go along. I'm so
0: excited to hear it all.
1: I I can I can just feel I can feel the excitement. We took a BuzzFeed quiz, Joe. Speaking of what you just mentioned, and it was, "What kind of beer are you?" What did you get?
0: This should not surprise you, but I got IPA. Did you really? Of course, I did. Okay. I think this I think this quiz turned on one question. And it was basically what beer do you like the taste of basically something and hoppy blah 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 and that was probably where all the answers came from your IPA you're spicy and you march to the beat of your own drum you always know what you want and that makes you stand out from the crowd in fact you couldn't care less about the crowd you're absolutely unique so yeah I guess that's not really me but I do like IPAs so
1: I mean yeah I could see like you know
0: I like sure. I, I, I like people to think that I don't care what they think, so that's that's maybe that's as close as it gets. Like, but...
1: I feel like you give off like an individuality vibe. So okay. like like in like the cool like I don't need your approval. And, kind and of as away, we all so... learned yesterday,
0: IPA stands for Individuality Pale Ale. So um... <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: exactly what it stands for. What yeah, did you exactly. Get? So, okay, here's the thing. I took this quiz twice um, just because because I wanted to – I you didn't I like normally, my first like, answer. I saved, well, no. I normally save my, like, response, um, and I had x out of it, like, a week or two ago when I first took it. So I took it again. But the first time I took it I, – see, I got two different results. So the first time – which shows you how accurate BuzzFeed is. The first time I took it, I got um, stout. I was yep. like, okay, I like Guinness i could i guess i don't know but this time i got oktoberfest and it says you're oktoberfest you are the life of the party but still incredibly balanced people pretty much celebrate a little or a lot every time you show up you are one smooth individual and i don't think i'm smooth by any means but your birthday is
0: in october right
1: yeah. like, that's cool. Yeah, that ball, yeah. so I'll take okay, it. Okay,
0: let's let's ignore the first answer and just go with the second one. You've clearly grown in the last two weeks since you took it last, so.
1: I really have. I have. um Yeah, I have. I'm trying to think of an IPA thing here to to bring in, and I can't. No, nope, no full circle
0: on this one. Let's just move on no. to crystal math.
1: That's just... So, okay.
0: did you know, Caitlin, that there are over 2,000 breweries in the UK? 500 of these breweries opened just last year. And over 2,691 new beers have been released in the UK since 2013. Wow. The number of UK breweries has grown 64% in five years. You could say there's a bit of a renaissance for British beer at the moment. Shepherd Neame in Kent is the oldest brewery in Britain, with its beer being brewed the same since 1573. That was a few years before you were born, wow. Caitlin. Yeah. Just a few. Just
1: a um, few. You know. October um, 1575 yeah,
0: just... was when I was born. <laughs> All right, I, yeah. we'll give a quick overview of British beer, and then we will just get into it, I guess. So to give that That's quick right. overview, the native British brew of ale was originally made without hops. The IPA that you're talking about was very happy, Caitlin, so um, without <laughs> hops was how it was originally made. Ale brewed with hops was gradually introduced in the 14th and 15th centuries, and this was known as beer. By 1550, most brewing included hops, and the expression alehouse and beerhouse became synonymous. Today, beer is the general term with bitter, mild, ales, stouts, and lagers, simply denoting different types of beer. Before we dive in, we want to note that it's impossible for us to mention every single beer brewed in the UK. I believe we said something around 2,691 of them in total. That would take us a little while, mm-hmm. but we will most definitely neglect to mention all all of the amazing ones, but we will do our best to give you a general idea of all the great beer out there in the UK and all the breweries able to be toured. Caitlin, would you like to start us off on that journey?
1: I would be honoured. So let's start off in England. The first farmers and probably the first brewers arrived in Britain from across the channel around 4500 BC. In 500 BC, the Angles and Saxons arrived in England. Their social lives revolved around beer halls and ale houses. Hop growing for beer started in Kent, and by 1570 AD, there were 80 breweries in London. Okay, here we go. We're going to talk about IPAs.
0: Mm.
1: And Okay, so the reason we keep bringing this up, I should say, is silly naive, whatever you want to call me, whatever. I was having a moment yesterday where I was really looking a lot of this stuff up and I realized dumbly or whatever you want to, however you want to call it, that IPA stood for India Pale Ale. And I guess it's just one of those things that I never thought about. You just hear the, like the, the letters and you just like, you're like, oh, IPA, IPA, whatever. But like it blew my mind. So, and there's that.
0: Just like drinking six or seven pints of IPA would probably blow your mind too.
1: Absolutely. Drinking two or three would also (laughs) blow your
0: mind.
1: So on the outskirts of London, where Indian ships docked, brewers started supplying ships with lighter beer for their long journey home. And since the water in Burton, where the ships were docked, was ideal for brewing pale beers, this dominated the market for what has become known as India Pale Ale or IPAs. More recently, there has been an explosion of craft beer and microbreweries around the world, which is causing pubs to close at an increasing rate, starting the Campaign for Real Ale, which aims to preserve pubs around the UK. I just picture people like standing outside on the corner with like their little picket signs and maybe they're
0: that's exactly what it looks like you know
1: yeah and maybe they've got like a little canteen and they've got some 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 pale ale in it and they're sipping away and yes yes
0: you've got the picture down for everybody right there
1: (laughs) i think it's very accurate so let's move on to one of these breweries badger ales brewery is located in dorset england It was founded in 1777 and has been an independent brewery for seven generations. The land of Dorset is well known for its pure natural beauty, and we were lucky enough to get to go there some while back, and it's stunning and can't say enough wonderful things about it. It's only fitting that Badger Brewery uses pure Dorset water, which is high in calcium and perfect for brewing. How about that?
0: How about it? How
1: about it? So another great brewery in England, Samuel Smith Brewery, is Yorkshire's oldest brewery and was established in 1758. This company brews a wide range of flavored beers. You'll find full-bodied malty ale, delicate fruity lager, and velvety chocolate stout. This brewery uses Grayshare horses to deliver beer in and around the area. And I have to note that I – when I was looking this up, I was looking at their packaging and everything and their labels and their bottles and whatever. And I fell in love with, like, the – I don't know. They just have this very Victorian vibe. They're very fancy. The illustrations are just, like, very cool. And I would be the person who, even if I didn't like the taste, I would want to drink it or at least buy it because I would want to keep the bottle. And I don't know. I just think like, they're so pretty. So they got me. The the marketing people got me on that.
0: Cool, you can buy a few for me if you want and I'll give you back the bottles. <laughs> consider, if that works for you, that works, for, consider you, works for me.
1: Yes, that works for me. Okay. So,
0: I would at this point like to give a shout out to Purity Brewing Company, which I visited last, actually it was around this time last year, I think. We did a little tour of their facility. Um, you know, we talked about whatever, two and a half thousand breweries in England. So there's tons and tons and tons of them. This just happened to be the one we visited. And it's just, it's basically out on a farm in the middle of nowhere, central England, you know, about 20 minutes or half an hour outside Stratford-upon-Avon. Okay. And it's on kind of a bend in a road and there's a little room where you do your tastings and you go around and there's a little warehouse. It's a pretty small operation, but it's just, it's so cool that um, these kind of farmers decided, hey, let's try our hand at brewing beer and turn this place into a brewery slash working farm. And it was pretty cool. Nice. So it's Purity, purity Brewing nice. near Stratford-upon-Avon.
1: And it's one of those things, too, where when you're there in person, it's so much more, I don't know, I feel like it's a much more meaningful experience. You kind of form a connection to the brand, right? Yup. Nice, nice. Very good. Well, let's move on to Wales. So, ancient legends claim that Welsh beer could give its drinkers poetic inspiration and even the gift of immortality. Brawgood, or Welsh ale, was the most popular ale brewed in Wales. It was a mixture of something between a mead and ale, strong with spices like cinnamon, ginger, and clove with herbs and honey. It was ultimately considered a luxury other Welsh beers are mostly made with pale malt and hops. Wrexham Wales was one of the first places to brew lager in the UK. So Fell and Fole Brewery was the first brewery in the UK to sell canned beer. They started doing this back in 1935, and they're actually the oldest canners of craft beer in the world. As the dragon is a very popular symbol in Wales, this brewery's drink has names like Double Dragon and Dragon's Heart. Which seems very, like, Daenerys Game of Thrones, you know. Of course. It. Right, right, right? Absolutely. I like Game of Thrones, sort of, she said. No,
0: you don't. <laughs> I like Game of Thrones and IPA now.
1: Nope. i It's the new me. It's the new Caitlin.
0: I've changed in the last two weeks since taking that BuzzFeed quiz the first time.
1: (laughs) Stout no more. (laughs) All right. Gower Brewery is one of the newer breweries in Wales. So we just talked about one of the older ones as far as the first brewery to have um, created their beer served in cans. And now we've got one of the newer breweries. This is Gower Brewery. They were established in 2011. It's located in the Gower Peninsula, which is the UK's first area of outstanding natural beauty. You can try a wide variety of Welsh beer, so a lot of these different kinds of beers that we've talked about and more, at one of the country's festivals, like the Great Welsh Beer and Cider Festival and the Real Ale Wobble.
0: Which is a great name for a festival.
1: Just think of Um, the dance, the Wobble, you know.
0: No I, no I don't but we can talk about that one later know.
1: no oh my god oh what well, we have to talk after this
0: okay, well, i didn't know what degrassi was yesterday they're in the office so i guess these things are still coming out years and years later um we did not mention brains brewery there which is obviously a huge brand in wales uh last time i checked you can't tour the facility in cardiff but there is a wonderful wonderful brew pub in cardiff that serves i would say every brains beer that is on the market at the time i think it's probably owned by them but it's a tiny little corner pub that i will have to find the name of and put it in the show notes but i had a lot of fun there sampling the different types of um craft beers and brains beers when i was there so
1: nice yes very good very good
0: Pardon me for interrupting this wonderful podcast, but we would like to ask you to all to subscribe to us on Apple Podcast, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. We would really appreciate you reviewing us on any and all of these, five stars only please, as that is the best way for us to attract new listeners. Right now, we're going to do a segment called Caitlin's Little Jack Horner, which is Cockney rhyming slang for Caitlin's Corner. In this segment, we give Caitlin some slang, and she has to guess what the translation is to proper English. Caitlin. Yes. Today's slang is recycled from last week, because I didn't have a chance to look up a beer-related one. So (laughs) so today's slang is loop-the-loop.
1: Loop-the-loop.
0: All right, and it is recycled from last week, so chances are it might have something to do with food.
1: Yeah 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 okay okay I will
0: let that ruminate in your stomach for a little while yes. and you yeah. will are who will tell us? I will tell you us will tell a I. little bit more <laughs> about, about other beers and then you will answer loop the loop afterwards. Perfect So right now I am gonna talk about Scotland and beer in Scotland. Brewing in Scotland goes back more than 5,000 years with mead or heather ale being the most popular drink to brew, fermented honey instead of wheat. Scotland used ancient brewing techniques like herbs to flavour and preserve the beer instead of hops much longer than anywhere else in the UK. In 1509, Aberdeen had over 150 brewers, all women, And this compares with figures for London, which shows that 290 brewers, around 40% of which, were men. Since hops were used sparingly throughout Scotland when brewing, it is said that beers brewed in that way are uniquely Scottish. Today you'll find more than one hundred brewers across Scotland. I have a serious problem saying the word brewers and breweries when oh, I say true. that. lot. It's like the rur thing. We, I was we, just we, gonna say that?
1: It's like the rur. We probably yes, made we yes. probably
0: made this joke last year, the year before when we were doing I'm that. sure
1: we did, but it doesn't get old. I mean nope. there's a reason that it was written in a script for you know a big NBC show. So true. There is
0: no better way to taste these one hundred brewers beers or 100 breweries than to by following the real ale trail it spans from the southwest of scotland all the way up to the shetlands one of the many breweries you'll find along this path is sulwath brewers located in the dumfries and galloway region sulwath brewery was first established in 1996 same as (laughs) caitlin probably they they use Only 100% natural ingredients and their beer is known for a rounded and mellow flavor, which is a very nice way to describe a beer. Sounds delicious. (laughs) Also on this route is the Valhalla Brewery in the Shetlands. This is the most northerly brewery in the UK. They produce seven fine ales and beers, all of which are ideal for ale enthusiasts. The brewery gets its name from the celestial great hall of Nordic mythology, where slain Viking warriors were revived with a horn of ale. As soon as I saw the name of this brewery, I was just immediately wanted some of their beer. Oh, yeah? Um, I do have a slight obsession with Vikings and Viking culture. Okay, okay. So the, <laughs> the, the razor I use to shave, or the, yeah, I guess the razor, it's a safety razor. Mm-hmm it's actually called a viking Stop. Um, it has nothing to do with <laughs> viking razor, but i saw it and i was like that's so cool also, viking razor I feel like even I feel though like
1: the, viking's, vikings would not shave i feel like that that's yeah that's,
0: that's what i was thinking too <laughs> yeah. but uh, very nice i also i also really want to get up to the shetlands because of the old Upelia festival that i've probably mentioned many times before <laughs> Um, that happens in January, that is a Viking festival, a Viking fire festival, should I say. Nice. So, I mean, you don't really need to know anymore, except that they build a boat all year and then they set it on fire and drink a lot for a few days. So I want to do that sometime. Sounds
1: like a good time. Anyway.
0: We're
1: opening up about your Viking passion with us.
0: A... I, I, didn't, I didn't realize how passionate I was really until right now. The, the, the Valhalla there. thing just stirred something inside me. Uh, Scotland's cheering. oldest brewery. <laughs> Caitlin, please stop talking about the Vikings. We have to talk about beer here. (laughs) Scotland's oldest brewery, Bellhaven or Beautiful Harbour, is found along the East Lothian coast, around 20 miles east of Edinburgh. It's been around for over 300 years and has continued to use local barley and fine water among its ingredients. Among this brewery's drinks is everything from clean, crisp pilsners to rich, sticky oak stout for Caitlin. Yes. Um, I do like Bellhaven. Bellhaven is pretty good. Um, Innocent Gun is one brewery that we didn't mention there. I always like to add in, throw in a, a favorite of my own at the end of these things. Go for it. Innocent Gun is one that I've tried recently. That is a really nice Scottish brewery. I, found, I tried a few other beers and it's just, it's very crisp and clean and easy to drink, good for, you know, if you're having a scatter of pints, as one might say. Nice, so it's nice. Uh, yeah, it's a good one for that. So look out for that. I also like the um the branding. They have their own glasses and they're kind of a cool branding. So
1: the brand makes it
0: it it does. It definitely helps a lot. Yeah. So yeah. I was actually talking to one of Christina's uncles at the weekend and he was he was complaining about a lot of American bars you go into if you order a beer Like, you know, if you order, not that Bud Light is really a beer, but let's pretend it is a a beer and not just water. If you order a Bud Light, you would get it in, or you should get it in a Bud Light glass in the same way if you order like a Carlsberg, it should come in a Carlsberg glass. And that's just something they don't do that much over here, whereas in Ireland and across Europe, really, they would be very particular about that. And they'd almost apologize to you if they didn't have the right glass for these kind of things. So just, yeah, branding's important.
1: Speaking of comparisons, I think you might have some comparisons for us pretty soon, right? Might I. I? I A Battle of the beers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know more than me about this. (laughs) More than 300 new breweries were opened in the UK in 2016 as a boom in craft beer sales encouraged startups with specialist offers ranging from gluten-free beer to ale made from leftover bread. Microbrewing has been encouraged by a tax break that has, was created in 2002, which allows brewers producing less than 5,000 hectolitres to pay 50% less beer duty than larger companies do. You could easily say American beer and British beer are like twins separated at birth, so similar yet so different, just like Sister Sister. Do yeah. You, do you remember that show?
1: I loved that show. Yeah, that was a,
0: that yeah. was a classic.
1: Sister Sister yeah yeah that's, yeah, that's right? exactly
0: the one yes that's exactly was,
1: how it <laughs> the song was. Too, <laughs> i was hoping you were going to
0: sing a little more of it but that's okay
1: <laughs> i didn't want to give them too much excitement you know got it? that's that's okay, bad, yeah.
0: especially yeah <laughs> okay all right well let's go over some of the similarities between the two first much of the u.s's modern craft beer culture is built on styles traditional to the uk both places brew some legendary beer And that is where the similarities end.
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm sure there are more, but that's like just a general, you know. Yes. yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So now for some differences. American beer festivals typically have an admittance fee that covers all your drinks. The mindset tends to be drinking as much as you can. People go and intend to get their money's worth. When people attend British beer festivals, on the other hand, they generally pay per drink. With this in mind, British beer fests are less about getting drunk and more about culture and pacing yourself.
1: Have you, British pints. Sorry to cut you off. Me. Sorry to cut you off. Yep. Have you attended an American beer festival?
0: I have. Okay. And I would say that. A lot of the reason why the admittance fee covers all your drinks is because people over here are not able to drink as much, for the most part. Ah,
1: okay.
0: Whereas the Brit, whereas the <laughs> British culture, if it was all covered, would be, let's get as drunk as possible. Sure,
1: sure, sure. So
0: I think that's part of where it is, and also I think Americans are better at managing these events whereby like i went to a, a new year's party once where it was open bar mm-hmm. but they had one bar person on so we were literally just lined up all night waiting for drinks because by the time you'd get your drink you'd have to go back to the back of the line drink it and then be at the front again I see. Um, in order to get your drinks whereas you know if there was tons of bar people, they would have had to pay extra bar staff, and they would have it would have cost them more in the amount that of alcohol they could have um, dished out, sure, and then they have sure. you know set time limits and all that, which just doesn't really work in Britain or sure. Ireland for that matter. That so I sense. think that's the I think that's probably the actual difference there, but that's only you know hearsay from me. <laughs> um, British pints are four ounces bigger than American pints. I American- knew that. You didn't know that? I
1: the, mean, the ti- not until yesterday.
0: <laughs> you learned so much yesterday, <laughs> Caitlin. And it's all beer related.
1: I know. Man.
0: Uh, American beer culture is often about craft beer versus big beer.
1: And by big beer, beer, we culture. mean like big beer companies.
0: That's, yes, like like your Bud Lights or your exactly. Anheuser-Busch and whatever else. Yeah? yeah. And British beer culture is more real ale versus mediocre lager. Um where I know we're close to the end of the episode here, and I definitely shouldn't say this, but I find it difficult to drink a lot of English beers
1: Uh-oh. because,
0: <laughs> because <laughs> a lot of them are like served at room temperature or are bitter or whatever, and that's just the way they do it and i I do really like the old taps that they use in some of the bars that is that is a cool little feature, but some of the the bitters I just i can't wrap my mouth around i guess it's just not not my type of beer unfortunately but i could understand why if you were growing up in that culture why that would be the real type of beer and that's all that you anybody should drink i do understand that and there's definitely a history and culture to that i know i am, I, no, I am <laughs> all for that it, just because it doesn't suit me is
1: sure sure it
0: would be a very boring world if all of the countries had all the same types of beer and nobody was drinking bitters and kind of room temperature beer and stuff like that so absolutely
1: definitely definitely agreed it's all about kind of where you came from and the the way you the culture that you were growing up in correct
0: so So there we have all right are we looking for an answer for loop the loop at the moment
1: i think i have one yeah i think although you sound like really surprised (laughs) so i'm losing a little bit of faith in myself right now um loop the loop so last our last reason was about british recipes and food so i'm gonna go with soup
0: do you think soup is a food do you eat or drink soup yeah
1: uh, uh, soup's a food you go to panera you can order soup that's a food it's a bit But you can also
0: go to panera and order sprite
1: well, sure, but they don't lift right on their menu. Like, you can literally get the chicken. Okay, anyway, fine. Now, okay. now that I've
0: worked you up sufficiently, yes, the soup <laughs> is the correct answer.
1: <laughs> I'm, really? Yeah. really? Yes, it is. <gasps> oh, I'm so excited. Good job. Oh, my that's, God. that's the
0: best you've ever done. It was clear. It was concise. It was, yeah, very good.
1: I'm so excited. I was just going to say, I don't think that's where I answer <laughs> now. So
0: <laughs> well, then I've done my job. That's the main thing. <laughs>
1: Having a mini party here, yay! Okay, well, let's hope that you have as much success as I did in this week's quiz, our British beer quiz. Now, okay, these are all multiple choice. There's only three, and the first question you only have two options, so wow. it's literally a fifty.
0: I'm going. I'm going to look yeah. really dumb when I get these wrong. <laughs> okay, are you ready? Yes.
1: Okay. All right. Here we go. Question one. Which royal household consumed 600,000 gallons of beer a year? Was it A, Henry VIII and the residence of Hampton Court Palace? Or was it B, Queen Victoria and the residence of Osborne House?
0: I feel like you're trying to trick me with this one because Henry VIII is the obvious answer here.
1: I don't know if I'm trying to trick you. Yeah, no, I'm just
0: going to go with Henry VIII.
1: Good job. Good job. Thank thank you. The the, the most logical is generally (laughs) the way. (laughs) All right, number two. Freezing beer has what effect? A, nothing other than the temperature. B, makes it weaker. C, makes it stronger. Definitely thought you would know that one.
0: How do you know I don't know it?
1: Well, you're definitely (laughs) taking time for someone who does. (laughs) Nothing. Are you sure? You might want to think about it again.
0: I mean, it it would freeze the water thereby thereby making some of it stronger.
1: Okay, okay
0: uh i guess i'll say weaker now seeing as i've taught, i've I've guessed all of them so far
1: you were right when you said stronger so you were right you you, it was just your second i
0: I was i was playing off your okay which is usually which is usually that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard but
1: no i was just trying to stump you all right last question here snake venom is a is a beer Brewed in Britain, it is the world's strongest beer. At what percentage? A. 56%. B. 61%. C. 68%. D. 64%. I know you love these. There (laughs) is.
0: I'm pretty sure it's not beer anymore at that percentage. Like, I don't think that's possible
1: take it up with people <laughs> at the website
0: <laughs> fair enough i will go with 61%
1: maybe you should think about that again
0: i will go with 56% maybe you should
1: think about it a- another time
0: i will go with 64%
1: 68% again. <laughs> <laughs>
0: good
1: job
0: wow that is absolute stupidity that crazy thank Thank you for that question. You're very
1: welcome. I know you love all those little <laughs> random numbers that you don't need to know in the first place.
0: There you go. Yeah.
1: Let's move on to Britain Unwritten. So our hidden gems for this reason. Edinburgh Beer Factory is a new, as of twenty fifteen, family brewery that has a more modern feel versus most breweries.
0: And you say family brewery there, but you really mean family run brewery because they don't have four year olds going in. <laughs> drinking beers (laughs) (laughs) or maybe they do it's Scotland I don't know (laughs) I mean, I know, like do. It
1: might be, you know <laughs> that, that might be how they uh, get you going when you're... It's, it's
0: like with the French, you can have a glass of wine with dinner, you know? You can exactly, have exactly. Three three pints of beer. Right,
1: right. Or like Russia. Breakfast. I always imagine Russia, like the babies have vodka in their bottles. Yeah. In their
0: of course, to get them to get them start breathing in the first place. As well, <laughs> you
1: know? yeah. All right. So this beer factory is inspired by the Edinburgh-born father of pop art, Eduardo Palazzi who took everyday objects and transformed them into works of art. One of their mottos is, we take overlooked and underestimated beer styles and present them at their beautiful best. One of the most popular breweries in Wales is the Purple Moose Brewery. What a cute little name. In North Wales, Portmadog, that has a large beer selection and is a great hangout spot for your North Wales adventures. Our last of these Britain Unwritten Hidden Gems is the Unbarred Brewery in Brighton, England. It has a wide range of flavors with their over 40 beers with sours, sessions, IPAs, and porters. There is something for everyone. There you go.
0: Very, very nice. Yeah,
1: yeah. You're welcome.
0: Um, so I'm going to take a tour for the reason this week because just like beer – is no one drink suits all we believe there's no one tour suits all of its drinkers that's why our tour for this reason is one we customize with you individually pick your sorts of poison pick your country or countries and with the help of our travel experts we'll put together your ideal british beer adventure whether you want to make it the theme of your entire vacation or simply mix it in with other sightseeing, we're here to guide you. And as a reminder, we specialize in these custom self-drive and chauffeur-driven tours, but we can also book an escorted tour for you to join other like-minded travelers. Yes. I think that is the perfect tour for the reason for this week, Caitlin, well, thank just you because so.
1: Thank you Just very because,
0: much. as we said, there's two and a half thousand breweries, but there's also a million other things or at least 50 other things anyway yeah. that you can do across Britain. Um, So it, it's good to customise and to pick and choose Not everybody is going to go Yes, I want to go to all of Britain And do all beer tasting all the Every time Every
1: single brewery
0: But there is definitely a little bit of it And as I said, like even if it's just a case That you're going for a tour But you didn't think about going to Cardiff But then you heard about this little cool little brew pub That I was talking about in Cardiff And then you look at other reasons to go to Cardiff and then there you go. All of a sudden there's, there's reasons. So yeah, we can help you out with all of that and we can, you know, listen to what you have to say and then tell you what we think, which is always fun for us.
1: Perfect. Perfect.
0: Caitlin, you mentioned something about a purple moose earlier, which is really, really exciting because you will not believe what I have for you for.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Think purple moose.
1: Purple moose. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh my
1: goodness
0: is it a purple uh, moose
1: no i thought it would be a moose but i'm, I'm pleasantly <laughs> even more surprised it's a puffin which i love um newsflash if you've just started listening to this <laughs> series, i am obsessed with puffins this is a puffin who he looks like he's doing a dance in midair he's very graceful he's flying clearly and his wings are like sprout out like huh. Ah. And he just looks so happy. And look at his little webbed feet. He doesn't even know. Look at his little feet.
0: He does look a little sad, though. Even though he looks majestic, don't get me wrong. But he does look <laughs> a little bit sad.
1: I feel like he's doing a dance. He's definitely... Maybe he's, like, a male ballerina yeah, or something. Yeah, I feel
0: like he's performing. And this is his yeah. 27th time to do it this month. And it's just, like... <laughs>
1: maybe maybe i should retire
0: maybe i should move to a different cruise ship and do a different show i don't know
1: or joe maybe he's a child performer (laughs) (laughs) and his stage mom now
0: you're the one who's getting dark that's that's, interesting that's
1: not what i paid for (laughs) i bought these lessons for you you do it again
0: i painted your beak those colors what are you (laughs) what are you doing to me
1: Okay, Mom, I'll do it again. Do you want me to love you or not? I <laughs> <laughs> do. I want you to love me, Mom. Yeah,
0: that's enough puffin abuse for this morning.
1: <laughs> but he's precious. Look at him. He's so adorable. Oh, I love you, puffin. <laughs> Mr. You know what Josh would call him? My friend Josh?
0: I don't know how we would call him.
1: You'd call him Mr. Puffin Pants.
0: Wow. <laughs> Even though he's not wearing any pants. No. Nice.
1: I don't know why. <laughs> All right. Well, I have been kooky enough for this reason. I believe that is our last call. The bartender is cutting us off, but we'll have plenty more reasons to visit Britain brewing for you soon. We hope you'll join us next time for Reason 23, Whiskey. I'm very
0: excited about this.
1: Yeah, we are. And please make sure that you subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Tell your fish, tell your puffin, tell your mom, tell your neighbor.
0: Tell your puffin's pants for all I care.
1: (laughs) Five stars. Bye-bye. Cheerio.